bro. This episode will be so lit. It's gonna be lit. Let's look at it. We're on a freaking podcast. Guaranteed 34 lessons. <laughs> it's safe to say that you've been at Battle Creek your whole life. Yeah, that is safe to say. So, wait, two to because two years old to present. We just had like our uh, the 20 year anniversary, but you are obviously older than 20 years old. So what was what did what was that before? Yeah, my dad he was a, a youth pastor, successful youth pastor in Arkansas. And at the time, was, Wait, were you born in Arkansas? Yeah. What? Yeah, Springdale, Arkansas. <laughs> I didn't know this. Okay, I'm having fun. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> keep rolling. Keep rolling. Yeah. So he uh, he was a youth pastor in Springdale, Arkansas. And uh, led at the time what was considered arguably the, the largest youth group in America. Are you serious? Yeah. What was it called? Super successful. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like a baby. Right? I was a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a baby. I was the mascot of the youth, youth group. But, but yeah, he was leading this youth group. And super successful, and a church in Tulsa, mm-hmm. Grace Mont Baptist, and we talked about that some at, at the twentieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Called him and asked if he would come and, and be their lead pastor. And, and the way he explains this is almost as if uh, someone was giving you an invitation to hop onto the Titanic after it had hit the iceberg. And yeah, like it was bad and just wait. So the Pastor Alex start Battle Creek like from the ground up, or was it something that he rebranded? So so yes and no. Okay. So he said he initially told them no. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way I'm leaving this awesome gig I've got set up right now to come to this dying church. Mm-hmm. Uh but he said, what I will do is I'll come and I'll talk to your staff. And so he travels down to Tulsa and meets with Grace Mont Baptist staff. And they're asking him all of these questions about how how they can get out of their debt. They, they were caught up in scandals with their pastors. So they didn't have a pastor at the time. And all of these things just trying to figure out what 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 do we do? Wait, can this air? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, like, typically what I do for uh, intros is that <clears throat> I'll, like, kind of fade some music in. Uh-huh. It's just, like, raw conversation like that. Then at some point out an intro something. But, Nate, you can let me know when you start. But I I feel like I I relax. I get nervous when I have to do the, hey, visionaries, welcome to the, uh, <laughs> I'd rather just, like, let's just start talking. Yeah. I uh, feel that. Okay, so your dad comes in and... Uh, I, I want I'm gonna turn the conversation to you very okay. soon, but he comes in, gives some consult to the staff. Yeah, and, and kind of the whole time he was feeling in, in his spirit, God's about to take me here, yeah. and he didn't want it, you know. And, and that's one of the hardest spots to be in mm-hmm. is when you feel like God's leading you somewhere that you don't want to go. Yeah, so he's talking with their staff and. It, the conversation begins to shift to, if I came here, mm-hmm. would you be okay 
with this. Yeah. And, and he was essentially trying to get them to say, no, we wouldn't be cool with that, to give him an out. Yeah. And, and so he was asking all of these questions, and it eventually led to the question of, hey, if I came here, would you guys be okay with us killing the church? Like... <laughs> And everyone like, was just kind of stunned. Like, like just shutting it down and everything? Like, what do you St- mean? Starting from scratch or, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and he said, listen, well, this is dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we truly want God to bring life to it, what, what I firmly believe we've, we've got to do is we've got to kill it yeah. and bury it in the ground and pray for God to grow something new. And they just said, we're in. That's some wisdom and scary stuff. Scary. Because when you kill it, it might not come back to life. Yeah. And, and so, but you give the opportunity for God to grow something new. Yeah. And, and so they said, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> and That's in his first, first week. He's like, I'm really in this now. He, yeah. he, he was really in it. He went home, told my mom, said, hey, I, I think God's telling us we, <laughs> we need to move to Tulsa. And she said, no, he isn't. And so they began to pray about it some more and both felt the confirmation from the Lord to go. And so they went and went to this dead, dying church. And in the first week, they decided we're going to kill it. Yeah, And essentially, they went from 100 people to zero mm-hmm. the first week. And so is that... Battle Creek now? So out of that was birthed Battle Creek Church. I love Battle Creek. And so it's more than just a uh, a rebrand. Yeah. It's like, no, we killed it. And, and like, the, like there's so much scripture pointing to that of, like, the old is gone. Yeah. The new has come. And new wineskins. And- yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, that was a, so for those of y'all tuning in, I want to introduce my, my brother. My friend, the man, the myth, the legend, at Eli Amaya. Do you have a middle name? Yeah, I do. Do you want to disclose it on the pod, or is that my my full name's not even Eli? What is it? It's Elijah. Are you what? Yeah. Why 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 why'd you start going by Eli? I just it's kind of always been the thing, <laughs> I guess. Elijah Lee Amaya. No, not Lee. How close? Think about it. Think okay. about it. Is what? it biblical? No, no. <laughs> it's it's a family name. I swear, if Elijah you know, Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, Amaya. That's fire. After the pops. After the pops. Yeah. Are you the favorite son? I'm just kidding. <laughs> he I hesitated. Mean... He hesitated. Um. So, uh, visionaries tuning in. Eli, um, and I, obviously, I met him at 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 the church I'm going to now, but him and I are very, very closely involved in ministry right now. Yeah. Very much so. Like partners. Partners. Like I would say, I think I, I serve at, at, I serve Sunday mornings, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights. Uh, the, the Tuesday and Wednesday night experiences that I'm a part of serving in the worship ministry, my man is the leader. So we're, we're really running it, bro. We really are. <laughs> we're really running it. Um, but bro, thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, episode. Thanks for having me. I think this is thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah, Eli said he That's didn't want a good to, number. Yeah, he <laughs> he didn't want to come on until me and Nate had our stuff figured out. So, um, yeah, we're here. Uh, if you're kind of hearing us chop it up a little bit, we're we're just kind of talking about a little bit of the backstory 
of the church that we're at now because they just had the 20 year anniversary. So I don't, I came, I've been involved for like maybe two years, but you've been there like the whole entirety of the lifespan of the church. So that was cool for me to hear. But bro, so I was curious about your, your story. So like, obviously with your dad being like a lead pastor, you don't hear like, like, I don't know. I think, I see a lot of pastors' kids go one or two ways, like completely opposite yeah. end, or like faith filled, but like completely different, uh, like career filled. And you're yeah, there's there's kind of two two stereotypes of a of a PK, a pastor's yeah. kid, and, and the first is that they're crazy, <laughs> like oh. wild, and, and the second is that they're sheltered as all get out, yeah, and don't know anything we don't know left from right they've yeah. just been spoon-fed their faith their entire life and and growing up you know there there's pros and cons yeah like like you you grew up basically under a microscope like once the church grew yeah that it's like a microscope it grew, on you yeah it grew it grew fast mm-hmm. and so how long has it been like a big church like I think it went from like no one to close to five thousand in like five years, like, and, and it was it's been like that. Yeah, and it's just past. been growing. Like yeah, even recently, it's been it, like, yeah. Recently, it's really been, and, and it's cool because there's seasons, you know, mm-hmm. of growth, and it's like that's that's one of the most fascinating things to me. Yeah, of why does God bring growth when he does yeah and so there's been pockets it's like yeah it's not like behind the scenes you're like we need to grow right now so we're going to strategically do this is more like we're being faithful and then like oh the service was like super full right and like what did we do that was different and not nothing really just, right yeah and, and like i think there, there's a pastor in uh new york city that i really look up to his name's john tyson and uh, we're we're actually about to start a, a series uh, on Tuesday nights at a quick plug. At if you're adults. in the Tulsa area, yeah, at BCYA, yeah, come through Midtown Campus, Battle Creek. Yeah, uh, Eli and I will both be hanging out there Tuesdays at seven p.m. Yeah. So, quick but plug. yeah, but he uh, he 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 made it his mission mm-hmm. to go and figure out why revival happens. Yeah, and, and why, why does God bring revival why does he bring this growth and this outpouring of a of his spirit at at certain times and in certain places and his conclusion was uh that ultimately the key to revival is hunger Mm -hmm. and that's good essentially that uh you could sum it up in this one phrase that god comes where he is wanted Mm -hmm. and that, that if you want to see revival take place you got to have a hunger and, and thirst for him and, and want him. Yeah. And, and I think that's the cool thing about Battle Creek is, is that we've been in a season of revival since the birth. Yeah. Of, like that's like deep rooted in the culture of what it is. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep roots mm-hmm. of, and, and you know, we say it all the time that we believe that the presence of God changes everything. Mm-hmm. And that if he's not in it, that we don't want it. This is a, I mean, it can turn into a transparent thoughts session. But uh, 
me being like more of a recent like addition to Battle Creek Church, I've at least my um experience is that this has been like a it's been like a shelter for a lot of people that have experienced church hurt. Because there, there's, yeah. there's definitely been like a trend, at least in our age demographic. Like people are old enough now to where they're not naive to maybe some of the bad things that happens behind the scenes of ministry. But they're also still hopeful enough to for the for the future of the church. Yeah. So there's like this weird balance of like I want to be involved, but I don't know how much because last time I tried, it hurt me. And so uh, recently, like, even me being part of the band, like, some musicians, I mean, like, my best friend Dallas, like, we, we both came from different churches, but we've had weird experiences. So I don't know. It's not like Battle Creek went out of their way to be like, hey, if you've been hurt, come over here. But it just has naturally felt like a shelter for those places. And it's like one of the taglines of the church is like, it's the perfect place for imperfect people. Yeah. Which is, I, I think... I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it, it's just felt like a safe space for me, man. And, and I feel like it's it's been that for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, not that it's going, yeah, they go out of the way to recruit those people, but it just feels that way. I think that's the cool thing, you know, because th- there's so much scripture that points to the safety yeah. uh, of the love of God. Yeah. Uh, and like Psalm 63, it says, you know, I sing in the shadow of your wings. And that imagery is of safety. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, come on in. Yeah. And let me embrace you. Mm. And it's this radical love of Jesus of, hey, you are completely seen mm. and you are completely safe here in my presence. That's good. And like, I think that's the model, you know, of... Hey, we don't care what you're walking in with. Yeah. Like, uh, y- you're safe. Yeah. That's good, bro. Um, So kind of turning the conversation around. So I was curious, so Pastor's Kid, how did how did you kind of find yourself now, like, working in full-time ministry? Because, like, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, growing up, when I was younger, grew up with a real love for Jesus mm-hmm. and just passionate about him and can remember people from a very young age you know calling out my calling in me like I I remember being in probably third grade (laughs) and it it was in our elementary you know program and the kids pastor was like hold up I gotta stop because like I cannot shake what I feel like the spirit is telling me to say and look straight at me and essentially called out my calling to ministry. And for a long time, I, I loved that. Yeah. Like I, uh, we'd have, you know, what do you want to be day <laughs> at school? And I was like, I want to be a pastor. Bro, uh, super random, like quick, quick pause. Um, did you, so when people would tell you that, what was the response? I just kind of assumed that, like, yeah. And, like, was that the response you would get? Like, people would be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah, like, they, I, they would affirm it in me. I I think, uh, so when I was in high school, they had this class. I think it was called AVID. Did you have AVID? Yeah. It's, like, that class that helps you get your stuff situated for college and all that yeah. stuff. 
And I, I think I put worship pastor. I, t- I put something like that. Yeah. And they're like, you can't make money doing that. Or like, there's <laughs> no degree to do that. And then like, I, I, they just kind of put me on blast. And it was like this class of like 20 kids. And it was like clowning me because there was like no degree for what I wanted to do. Yeah. So um, recently I posted like a video of me leading on a Sunday morning. And one of those avid teachers that was telling me there's no degree to put that commented like oh jacob that's a nice voice you got there and i kind of wanted to be petty and be like i thought you said there's no degree for this but i, I was just I, that was my experience obviously i got over it uh, and i just put like something basic to get the uh, assignment over with but I, I love that you were supported <laughs> yeah so so yeah. a lot of support mm-hmm. uh, and and for a long time uh, like that's what i would say like, that's what i wanted to do But as I started to get older, you know, maybe some of the, like, naive Mm. aspects of a child, I I started to see real ministry. Mm -hmm. And It's not pretty all the time. It's not pretty all the time. And went through a season where I just felt like, man, like, and I saw my dad and some of the things that the church was just going through. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no way. Yeah, and, and it was kind of this flip for me, yeah, where like I this, was like, "That's scary." Nah, no, <laughs> like, like, nah, fam. Like, I am not trying to to get into that. Yeah, because like, pastoral care and pastoral ministry, it is not as glamorous as it looks. Mm-hmm. And like, what I tell students all the time who who say you know i feel a call to ministry is you know what you see is about 10 percent like the on stage and and that part's fun yeah like don't get me wrong you know playing ping pong and all the fun aspects and that that part's really fun but that's about 10 percent of the job yeah and like it's like getting calls in the middle of the night and arguing with people and all this stuff. it's getting a call at 2 a.m from someone saying i need you yeah. And and in that moment you have the pastoral responsibility to be the shepherd. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and that's what you're called to. So yeah, so I started running from it and did not want anything to do with ministry. But at the same time I was falling in love with worship. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I really started to get into music. Yeah. And leading worship and and fell in love with it, learned learned picked up guitar learned it and keys too keys yeah just like just because i loved it and yeah. and it was the first time i really got to feel what it felt like to be on a stage and to it, use my gifts for the mm-hmm. lord and so started uh doing worship and all, all of that leading in youth and eventually all the way up into our main services and, and fell in love with worship but at the same time, there was this just, hey, this is cool. Like, I could do this as a volunteer, mm-hmm. but I did not want to do this full time. That's hard, bro. I was about to ask you because, like, with how much I love worship and love and feel called to it, like, if I was in a position where I had to become, like, a pastor, it'd be it'd be hard for me to give this yeah. up. Like, this is, like, my thing. Yeah. But, so I, I don't know how that transition felt for you because I'm like, I love this thing. Yeah, yeah. so it eventually, so about junior year of, of high school, I kind of came face-to-face with God and ha- had been wrestling with some sin in the background and 
in, in, in dark sinner, places. Bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, kind of came face to face, and, and I I'll never forget uh, a pastor, uh, a pastor in my life, said uh, that the level of availability or your level of availability for God to use you it is completely dependent upon your level of surrender. Yeah. And what I realized was, is like that, that I had all this stuff in my life that wasn't surrendered. And, and in that was this calling to ministry. And so naturally I thought the route was going to be worship. And I was getting ready to go to college, start applying uh, to all these Christian schools and to go and to do worship. And that's what I love doing. It's what I wanted to do. And, and essentially by the time senior year came around and, and I graduated, it, it, there was really two options. And it was California Baptist and Liberty. And both were options. Yeah. Um, and, and the only difference was, kind of like you said earlier when we were just chopping it up, is mm-hmm. you could go in and be a really, like a, the star the star player, like starting quarterback yeah. at California Baptist, yeah. like could go in and be that guy, or you could go sit the bench at yeah. Liberty and learn. Yeah, and I chose Liberty's, I chose Liberty. Liberty's stacked, bro. Yeah, like yeah. crazy talent, and I, I didn't even realize that. You know, yeah. like you, you you don't realize it until you're in it. You think you're great, mm-hmm. and then you go around, you know, <laughs> the the some of the best worship leaders in the world and, yeah. and some of my best friends now to this day yeah. uh, who are just so insanely talented and, and anointed mm-hmm. by God for this. And so I chose to go to Liberty thinking, you know, I'll pay my dues on the bench and eventually get to play. Yeah. And so went and started off in the background and behind a board. Oh, you doing sound? Yeah, bro? doing sound. And uh, just getting to do that. And, and I was not passionate about it. Like <laughs> That would have been hard for me. But I was yeah. kind of just doing what I had to do. But at the same time, you know, I'm watching all of these people that I'm so closely surrounded by mm-hmm. and, like, that are my best friends do what I love to do and me not get to do it. Yeah. And, man, it was tough. That's tough. Like, it, it was so, so, so hard. And I, I remember I, I was I was mad at God. And and I was honestly, you know, just just jealous yeah. of, you know, why why are they getting to do this and not me? Yeah. And, but still had hope that, you know, maybe eventually a door would open for that. And so just kept paying my dues and each semester would roll around and I, I would ask the the directors of the worship team. If there was space space or... for me to move up into, and every year the same answer, and every semester same answer, Dang which it, was, dude. no, you're not ready, and we need to keep you behind the scenes. And and I'll never forget, I was in the parking lot of a Waffle House, and we had just finished our uh, Wednesday night service mm. convocation, <laughs> and convocation ACT yeah, words convocation. <laughs> And that's what they call it, or not convocation, campus community, sorry. And uh, we just finished it, and every Wednesday night, I'd go to Waffle House after and put on weight fast. Like, <laughs> it was bulking season, yeah, freshman yeah, 15. Forever, forever. Yeah, it, it, was, it was bad. Yeah. But 
go and get my all-star breakfast, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I was sitting in the, the parking lot of this Waffle House just in my car and had a moment with God. And I think it was one of the first moments where I really felt like I was, I was real with him. Mm-hmm. And I just told him, I said, God, I am mad at you. Yeah. And you, you bring me here and you're, you're essentially torturing me. You're, you're yeah. making me watch my best friends do what I love to do. And it feels like I'm ex- the only one excluded. And like I'm the only one excluded. Because <laughs> what was so tough is, it, is it's being a part of a team but not. Yeah. And it's kind of like if you, if you grew up loving football. You feel like you're not contributing. you're yeah. the water boy. Yeah. That's tough, dude. It's tough. It's very tough, yeah. And so I remember I was just talking with God and just, you know, God, what are you doing? And it's like one of the times that I immediately just felt the Lord speaking to me and uh, clear as day. And, and I vividly remember him saying, you know, I'm trying to work on your heart. Yeah. And you, you've got some pride. And... <laughs> And all of this stuff that I'm trying to work on you behind the scenes before I ever put you on a stage. And and I remember feeling like the question that he was asking me is, and and would you be real honest, you know, Eli, would you worship me the same as you do in front of 5,000 in front of five? Yeah. And I I just remember saying, you know, yeah, of course, God, like, But for real. Like, and not even thinking about it. And you got to be careful mm. when you tell God yes. Yeah. Because he'll test you on it. And so, like, a, like literally, probably a, a, a week later, exact, there was a professor at Liberty who kind of took me under his wing. His name's Dr. Wheeler. And he was the professor of evangelism. And we went out to this sushi restaurant. And we'd gone out to eat several times. And, man, this dude was just, like... He was a Yoda with yeah. evangelism. And, yeah. and every time we went out to eat, he led our waitress to Christ. <laughs> like, like every single time a without Yoda. fail. And he had the same go-to line every time. And it worked. It, it worked. He'd say, you know, what's your name? And she'd tell him, you know, my name's Sarah. And, and he'd say, well, Sarah, you know, me and my friend Eli were about to pray for our meal. Is there any way we can include you in our prayer? And, and just tears, just immediately, just like pouring out her heart of no one's ever asked me that, and and you know we see this. You want to try I, it, bro? Let's go do it. Like it, <laughs> I'm gonna try it. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So anyway, so I'm I've watched him do this over and over again, and I and we just started getting to to talk and have a real talk about life, and, and I kind of started opening up about some of my frustrations about worship and and what was going on with that, and. He essentially said, you know, well, what if this is God telling you I've got something different? Yeah. And I was like, no, like <laughs> this is what he's got for me. I just know it. Yeah. And, and it's hard because you love it. Like I yeah. loved worship. And he said, what if God's calling you to like to, to the more of the pastoral side? Yeah. And he's like, because every time I've talked with you, you know, that's what I sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sense the pastoral part. In you and, and he asked me he said would you ever be open and, and interested in preaching and i was like you know i have no clue like sure yeah 
There's some bubbling going yeah, it's on. Not, <laughs> the spirit's turning up in here. Spirit's bubbling. <laughs> the spirit's bubbling. But I, I told him, like, yeah, like, I'd be open to it. And so he got me connected with uh, this other professor named Dr. Spencer, who led the pulpit supply program at Liberty. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially all of these churches that don't have pastors that they'll send students who are wanting to be pastors to their church to preach. So it's kind of fulfilling two yeah. needs. It's giving these students opportunity. opportunity and reps, but also filling a need at these churches. So I go and meet with Dr. Spencer and get to talk with him. And the next Sunday, he sent me up with my first church. And first time I ever preached. And it was Cumberland Community Baptist Church. Where's that at? In Virginia. It's about two hours away from Lynchburg, which is where Liberty is. And so I, I get dude. the itinerary and it's, you know, hey, service starts at nine, be here at 845. And so at 645, I got to leave because it's a two hour drive. And so I, I ask one of my buddies if he wants to come with me. He says, sure. And, and so we get up. Sunday morning, drive to this church, and the whole time I'd been talking with this lady at the church named Beth, and she's a sweet old lady. Like, I think she was 82 years old at the time. Yeah. So she was old, but she was so nice, and I talked with her a couple times on the phone, and I called her that morning, told her, hey, I'm about, you know, an hour out, you know, I'm looking forward to it this morning. Is there anything you need from me? And she said, no, we just, we're, we're just ready for you to come. And so I said, okay. Wait, and this is your first sermon ever? First sermon ever. And, I, I, and man, I like took it seriously. I was practicing and wrote, yeah. wrote out my sermon. I felt really good about practicing it. Practicing in the mirror. It, yeah, <laughs> practicing in the mirror and felt so solid about it. And, and the, the whole uh, the message was about, you know, Jesus calming the winds and the waves. Yeah. And which is kind of ironic because yeah. it's kind of what I was going through uh, of just all this stuff in my life. and. Yeah calming me and calming my spirit and showing me that, that he's there. Yeah. So you pull and up to you pull up to the, the church, yeah. So I pull up to Cumberland Community Baptist Church, 845, I'm pulling the parking lot and there is no one there. No way. I'm the only person. And I pull up, it's this old church. Like old. You would yeah. think it's abandoned. Yeah. Like when you pull up. And so I get out of the car and me and my buddy, we go and we open the door, it's unlocked, we walk in, they've got that red carpet like old church and uh no ac it's like 100 degrees and liberty did you dirty (laughs) and it was uh different churches had different like asks and their ask was that i wore a suit and so i'm in a suit it's 100 degrees i'm in this old church red carpet no ac this is crazy bro and i'm just sitting there and i'm like Wondering what's going to happen. There's no cell service, so I can't call Beth. And so I'm just sitting there waiting. And eventually, uh, this old lady comes walking in, and she looks at me. She says, you must be Eli. And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And I said, are you Beth? Yeah. And she said, I am. And so we just got to talking, and I started asking her about the church and about her life. And she told me she had been there for 80 years. And, her and so her whole entire life. She had been at this church. She'd grown up in it. And there were periods of time where it, it started to grow and take off. And then just over time just fell off. Mm. 
And so I was like, all right, well, it, it was getting close to nine. Yeah. And I was like, you still want me to start at nine? And, and it's 8.58. And me and Beth. There's and still like nobody there. Me, and, me, Beth, and my friend are the only people there. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to start at nine. And she said, some people will show up. And sure enough, over the next three minutes, three people will walk in. And Wait, no worship or nothing. No worship, nothing. It just come, just come hear the word of God. That's it. That's crazy. That's it. I, I think some like special Sundays they would have like an organ player and they yeah. they would sing hymns and stuff. But uh, so anyway, this is so like she a little was, eighteen, nineteen year old Eli. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was eighteen. This is crazy, bro. And uh, which is crazy too. I was the only undergraduate at the time in the pulpit supply program. It, it was mainly doctoral students. And, and so people with wives and kids and jobs. And, and so I was like, all right. And it's 9 o'clock, and Beth tells me, all right, and go up. Literally five people. It's like five your people. friend Beth and those three people that walked in. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and so I, uh, I get up, give my whole sermon. I'm getting to the end, and I realize, you know, I must have been talking faster because I'm like, it's been 20 minutes and I'm, I'm done. Like, <laughs> like I'm all out of stuff to say. And so I start uh, kind of just like going off. Just freestyling. Freestyling it. Yeah. And just, just sweating adding some into it. Starting, I'm sweating and I'm nervous. I don't know why it's five people and they're all over the age of 80. Yeah. And, and except for me and my friend. And so we're, uh, I'm, I'm getting towards the end. I start feeling the Lord telling me, uh, give an invitation. <laughs> I was like, me no, kidding. I was like, you gotta be joking me. Yeah. They're going to look at me and think you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, I, I was wrestling with it and I just could not shake it. And, and so I get to the end, I'm given the response and I essentially say, and, you know, maybe some of you have been here for your whole life, but you've never truly accepted Jesus into your life. And maybe today could be the day of salvation for you. And just started walking through, you know, the sinner's prayer and yeah. leading them in it. I grew up with us all saying it together. Yeah. So we all said it together, yeah. all six of us in the room. and. I got to the end of it and I said, hey, I just felt in my spirit that someone needed that today. And I said, if that was you, would you just look up at me so I could see you? And this old man, uh, he's about 84 years old. That's great. Looks up at me. And so after I went up and talked to him and he said, you know, I've been here for pretty much my whole life, but I've never had a real relationship with Jesus. It's been going through the motions, doing, and, and today was that day for me where I crossed from death to life. And I remember getting in my car with my buddy and kind of just being shell-shocked. But, but what my mind immediately went back to was that conversation with God in the Waffle House parking lot of would you worship me the same in front of 5,000 yeah. as you would in front of five. And, you know, I started to count. And there are five people that I'm preaching to. Yeah. 
and kind of just had this aha moment of, okay, God, I see what you're doing and fell in love with preaching and fell in love with uh, pastoral care and getting Um, to teach the word of God. And so after that, you get back to Liberty. What's, what's your stance then with like, with your worship stuff and like, do you you immediately kind of feel this pull towards the pastor stuff instead? So it was still a wrestle. Mm. Like it wasn't this like immediate moment of, you know, okay, this is what God's calling me to. He's not calling me to worship. And it was a gradual like stepping out of that worship realm and into the pastoral over time, like I was still trying to get reps, mm. still trying to get on stage. And I feel like God was kind of just like, hey, I'll wait on you. Like, yeah. and, and so over time, but at the same time was still chasing the pastoral side too. Yeah. And after that Sunday, every Sunday for the next two years, I was traveling to a different church. And preaching. The- just preaching. And for, for most of them, I was preaching that same sermon. Like, and I got real good at it to where I just had it. It took more than 20 minutes. In my back pocket. Yeah. yeah. Filled it up a little bit more. Added a few stories, some humor, got that's some good. laughing. And, and but then I started going back. Dude, to that's dope trees. that you got that many reps like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it was all uh, at, at just dead, dying churches. That's crazy. And, you know, I, I like, we talked about, I grew up in Battle Creek. Yeah, which is a growing church. And like a growing church and alive. And I'd only ever seen that. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of this shock of there are churches in America that are not experiencing what I experienced yeah. at Battle Creek. And kind of just getting to bring some life to these dead churches was such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And getting to see this play out and every single one of them they man they were desperate and hungry for god to come and every single one of them would ask would you come be our senior pastor i'm like dude i'm 19 like (laughs) like no i i will not but just started getting reps yeah and getting to figure out you know what it looks like to write a sermon and what it looks like to walk into a situation that is spiritually dead. Yeah. And I didn't even realize like God was preparing me uh, for what he had for me yeah. and ministry wise, but kept doing that. And yeah, bro. Um, I, so I don't, I, I don't know the timeline of, cause when I came around, I think you had just gotten back from school. Yeah. So how, how did you end up, uh, I guess doing what you're doing now? Cause right now you lead students and yep. you lead young adults, for, yeah. which we're going we're gonna to get into yeah. in just a little bit. So how, how was that whole journey? Yeah, so I... Because uh, did you ever, like, go work anywhere else? I had or? been yeah. doing the reps, and there was a church in Virginia that I had been going to pretty consistently, and it started to become an every week thing. was having conversations with them uh, about going and being their pastor, and was working that out and trying like to figure that out. Like a lead pastor? Yeah. 19 years old? Yeah. Well, by that time, I was 20. That's, and That's crazy, Which bro. was crazy. And was having conversations with them 
about what that would look like of, hey, I could come down three days a week. You know, I'm still a full-time student. I've got class and no degree, but was hungry for opportunity and honestly felt like it's low pressure of, you know, if it works, it works. And it's in a tiny town, like, of, you know, a thousand people. Would would you have been happy there? You know, I think I was, uh, I was open to, to whatever it was the Lord had for me. And like, that's when I started figuring out what that looked like of, cause like the truth is, is like, I didn't want to, like, I don't want to go to a dead church. Yeah. Like I want to go to somewhere that's alive. Kind of like you talked about, but was so open to it of, and and a lot of that was my dad speaking just wisdom into me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he told me from the get go was if you're not willing to go anywhere, God won't send you anywhere. Yeah. And just this willingness of God, whatever it is you have for me, I'm ready. I want to be a part of it. And so was having conversations with them. Well, then Christmas break came around. And at the time, uh, there was no Jinx student pastor at Battle Creek. And so Brian Preston, he knew I was going around and teaching and stuff. And same with Lucas Smith. He was the campus pastor at Jinx at that time had asked me, hey, can you come and, like, help fill in some gaps? For your students. Yeah, for Jinx students while you're home. Yeah. And said, sure. Yeah, of course. And that was the first time I spoke to students. And I was like, it's oh. a, I feel like it's a different game, bro. It, yeah, and I loved it. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do. Just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And got to see kids step into a relationship with Jesus and loved it and by the end of christmas break the question was hey will you stay and just become the jinx student pastor and not go back to school yeah and i was like yep i will and i remember i I went home and i told my dad dad i'm not going back to school (laughs) i'm staying and he said what are you talking about and i said are you right i said i'm going to be the jinx student pastor and he said no you're not said you're going back to school and I was like I was kind of stunned for a second because I thought he would be like supportive it's yeah like in his ministry, supportive yeah. but I didn't realize like the discernment he was having and, and yeah. the truth is, is I needed to go back yeah and I needed to finish out how, that, how, how far did, were you from being yeah finished? so I I still had it after that semester I would have had a year and a half left yeah. so I was like halfway Bro, the, the, life right now would have been way different. Way, we, we, way different. We don't. We wouldn't. I don't even know that I would be serving with you right now. Yeah, it, you, like, you probably like, wouldn't be. That's so crazy. And and so I went back. Thank to you, school. Pastor Alex, for sending Eli <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. So I went back to school and uh, with the hopes of that job still being open, because even in the you know two months that I was home formed great connections with some of the students and staff at our Jinx campus. But by the time summer came around, that spot was filled. But at the same time, the Midtown student pastor spot was opening up. And quick, so... Quick, quick plug. Same kind of deal. If you, got, if you got a student, send them to Midtown with me. Like. <laughs> same kind of deal of, hey, would you come be the interim student pastor this summer for Midtown? And fill in and said, yeah. How long have you been doing that now? So we're a 
approaching, you know, a year, a year and a half, like two years almost. Because I just started being there like all the time, like August. Yeah. So that's been so great. The whole first, the first two, you were just vibing, just vibing and figuring it out. And is you this know, your first time, the first full time ministry? First full time ministry. But you finished school. Uh, so I, so <laughs> came on as interim. Was planning on going back to Liberty in the fall to finish my last year. Yeah, and started feeling again, God calling me to stay. And that was tough for me, because yeah. at the time, you know, I I was dating. Stay over there. Yeah, stay stay at Battle Creek. Um, at the time, I was dating a girl at Liberty. All my best friends <laughs> were there, and I was like, man, I, I like a big part of me wanted to go back. But a big part of me wanted to stay and was wrestling with it. And about two weeks in, I, I had an offer letter to stay. It's the full time. And this time when I talked to my dad, he was like, hey, you're, you're, you're a man now. You can make these decisions for yourself. And so started praying through it. We went to student camp and... <laughs> Came home, probably not the best time to make a decision because I was on this like camp, camp high. high. Yes. And I was like, I am staying. Signed my offer letter, turned it in that next Sunday. And was just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And started, switched all my stuff to online. Mm-hmm. Plan was going to be full time at, at the student pastor in Midtown and do online my last finish. year full time of school. That's tough. And I was like, man, this is going to be tough. But You made it? I made it. I made, made it. it. I graduated. Insert praise break right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I moved I, I, I feel like this is going to be a long episode, bro, because I have questions. Not I, yeah. I, I, I appreciate this first half because um, I think, at least even me, like I, I think I, I love seeing what you're doing now and, and serving with you. But even being a PK, there's a lot of like, Oh, he's just here because, like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've got that. But, like, you're to me and working so close with it, you're for sure anointed for this, bro. Like, for real. And um, I don't want anyone to discount, like, you've put the work in, bro. Like, I, I, for me, it's been beautiful to hear, like, you were out there preaching uh, five people in the middle of nowhere, sweating the heck out this suit. And, uh, like, I've had opportunities and, like, I, I hope, that like people listening to this episode, like you've put the work in and, and God has like beautifully crafted your journey to kind of get to where you are now. So a lot of this fruit is not one day to the next. Like, yes, you are young, but like, bro, you've put some freaking work in. So <laughs> let's let's get it, dude. Okay, we're going to do the halfway point of the pod, bro. So the the first half was basically Eli's backstory. Then the this this next half is going to be very in, interesting because I have questions and I just want to yeah. hear your your brain on youth and YA stuff because I'm obviously very passionate about it. Yeah. And you're obviously very passionate about it. Yeah. So we're just going to bro sesh. But quick, so what we do on the vision room is that we do the social media deep dive, find an old picture on your Instagram. I just show it to you, get the raw reaction, give us a deeper picture of what was going on. So this <laughs> is the first one. This looks like... You were on a coffee date and someone took this picture. But <laughs> I, I was on a coffee yeah. date. Did they? Yeah, I was. Were and you? someone took that picture. Yeah. I'm gonna, That's funny. I'm going to put her at 
in no. the description of this video. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did, I won't reveal who it is. Okay, just kidding. Is that, is that really what happened? Yeah, that is actually. So this is at the world famous. That's at Notion, yeah. Oh, shit. This is crazy, bro. When was this? Was that was that this year? That was that's an old picture. That's like December 2022. Okay. Or December 2021, actually. Dang. Yeah, no, that was tagged photos. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go into bro. If y'all go to follow at Eli.himaya, he only has nine pictures. He did me dirty. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to deep dive with nine photos. Yeah, we're gonna go with this one. Oh yeah, that was at Liberty. That was the first time I got like stage time to see me ref in the Sunday service. Well, so what were you doing here? In that moment, I was leading a spiritual direction moment. Like a response time. Yeah, almost. And that 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 was like one of the first. Is that the main? That is, is like, like a- the only time I ever had a mic. At on Lib- stage, on main at stage Liberty. at Liberty. Besides, there there's a show that Liberty does. It's like a kind of like a talent show almost. Mm-hmm. It's called Coffee House. Yeah. And I got a band together and we played <laughs> River by Leon Bridges. Oh, take me to your river. Yeah. Uh, bro, I love Leon Bridges. When me I first too. heard him, I thought it was like a 50s artist. Yeah, he's he's cool. And he's got like, a cool sound. What is he's he's fire. Um, okay, fire. Bro, okay, this is the part I'm excited to talk about. I'm excited. Okay, so you you take this youth pastor job. Yeah. And youth is a lot. Because, yeah. like, I feel like to be successful or impactful in youth ministry, you have to, like, your job is way more outside of the Wednesday service. It's like going to football games going to like graduations, going to extra things slash trying to build teams that like show up enough to help do that. Yeah. So you have this responsibility. Um, but then you, this semester, become the young adults pastor. Yeah. It's like two, the whole other juggernaut. Yeah. So I just want to hear uh, like your approach towards youth and uh, stuff that you're excited for. And we we can maybe talk about like YA and how it's starting and vi- your vision for it. But I, I want to hear your approach to even that, like just handling these two like big things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, with students and youth, the, the question I always had was, I'm walking into this 21 years old. Mm-hmm. 6th through 12th grade. There well, are kids... That's crazy to me that, like, your oldest student isn't that much younger than you. There are kids I, I'm literally three years older than. <laughs> and was, like, trying to figure out what that's even going to look like. Yeah. Of, you know, are they going to respect me? Is there going to be, is like, like I'm their big brother kind like, of Like, is it going to be big brother? Is it going to be friend? Yeah. And, and what I knew from the get-go was that I was not there to be their friend. Yeah. Like. Hard love kind of. They've got enough friends. I'm there to be sandpaper in their life and to sharpen them and refine them into, you know, the young man, young woman of God that they're called to be. And that's tough. 
Yeah. Because I, like, really get along with some of these students. Yeah. And, like, feel, like, big brother energy towards them. But at the same time, feel, you know, fatherly energy. Yeah. And for them. And for them. Which like, is, like, bro, it's a different approach because, like, youth, like, yeah, you may be pretty close. But for the most part, they're all younger than you. Yeah. Also, I feel like the mission with youth is is a little bit different because, like, this is, like, such a malleable age. This is, yeah. like, where they kind of are discovering themselves, discovering their passion for, for Christ, their passion for even where they want to serve, what they want to do, where their gifting is at. So it's very, like, like malleable. And young right. adults, half of these could be older than you. And half yeah. of them have been through, like, life stuff, bro. So, right. yeah, I, I, know, I know I didn't let you finish yeah. your stuff, but, I, like, I'm already... But, yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. But, like, I think, like, that was one of the hardest things walking into it was positioning myself in a way to where, hey, I, I'm here. I love you. Mm -hmm. I'm for you. But I'm not here to be your friend. Mm -hmm. it is, I, I'm here to help shepherd you yeah. and guide you. And I think it actually kind of worked to my advantage some of the closeness of our age because walls were just let down immediately. Yeah. Uh, I also think that your experience was, you like weren't too far removed from going through what they're going right. through. Yeah. Which I think honestly really helped me. Mm -hmm. And just connection wise was immediately able to connect with students, especially the high school guys. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I had been traveling and speaking at all of these churches throughout Virginia and North Carolina and getting these reps. and But that was just like me going on a Sunday. I had very little experience. With like sticking it out and of, discipling. You know, Monday through air. Saturday. Yeah. Of what does this look like? And felt like I was pretty good at evangelism, mm -hmm. but was not so sure about discipleship. Yeah. And how that looked. And what I truly believed was evangelism without discipleship is spiritual abuse. And be, because, you know, it's essentially like if, you know, if you were a dad and you had a baby and your baby is born and you're like, oh, look, that's nice. And then you go and you just throw it in the trash. Like, like you're not fostering. Yeah. What you've created. Like the real father job birthed. is like is, out there. It's hard, the hard there, parts, yeah. You're waking up in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. taking the call. And so what would it look like for me all of a sudden, 21 years old, to become a spiritual figure and father and yeah. brother, what, whatever it is they view me as yeah. in their life and, and start chasing after discipleship. And that was my goal. Yeah. Was my goal is that by the time each and every one of these students graduates, that I have done my due diligence to disciple them yeah. and to, you know, help them find their own faith sure. and develop that in them and, and pour that into them and love them like crazy and tell them the truth, yeah. even when it's hard. Yeah. And what would that look like for it to not just be about showing up and eating pizza and playing games, but, Diving into the word, yeah. And hey, we're gonna we're gonna go deep and we're gonna go fast, and but I'm gonna lead you through it. 
And, and that was kind of the approach I took. And, you know, man, we, we took off. Yeah. Fast. Bro, Midtown, Midtown's going hard. Not, I'm, I may be a little bit biased. Yeah. I may be a little Midtown's bit biased. Midtown's lit. Yes. Um, so I, I'll kind of walk some visionaries through, through some of the... Am I at liberty to give them the sparks notes of where YA's been? Yeah. Okay, no no, no crazy details, but long story short, young adults ministry at our church, uh, I mean, very passionate about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, had, we had another ministry um, that was doing very well, kind of went through a little bit of a, a rough patch, yeah. change in leadership. And so we rebranded recently. Uh, and have been functioning under the new name for like about a month, month or yeah. two. But you um, found yourself slash God has put you in a unique space to lead this rebrand, lead this new leg of this ministry. Um, so I, I kind of just want to hear your heart for like stuff you're excited about. Um, maybe even like how how we can support you and I don't know. I'm I'm there. I'm there with you, dog. So like yeah. I, I don't know, just 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 real talk because the past year of this ministry has been hard. Yeah. But like at its best, this thing is 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 lit. Like it, yeah. it, it's it's crazy, it's fulfilling. And um it's definitely how I got involved at our church. It's yeah. definitely how I got plugged in in the first place. So um I I know it's kinda kinda hard. And we've only been live for what, four weeks? Yeah. So yeah, where you at, bro? Where, where, where were we at? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, about a year ago, I got super convicted mm-hmm. um, because this young adult ministry of our church was struggling mm-hmm. and in this rough patch of ministry. And I wasn't going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, no, like, I'm not a huge fan of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't have a good time going. And I remember feeling like the Lord was saying, you know, this is the ministry of your church designed for you. Yeah. And you're over here complaining about it and it's, instead of being a part of the solution. Yeah. And so I just remember saying, okay. I saw, I saw you very, like, like in this, it was under different leader. Like you weren't in charge yet. Yeah. And you were like speaking almost every week, big dog. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at about that time, there there was a transition of leadership. And I was like, it's perfect time for me to just come in and offer to uh, help. my help. And through that, got super involved and started speaking at it often and you know, getting to pour into it, developed a real love for the ministry Mm. and a real heart that when uh, uh, the next transition came, the question was, uh, do you want to take this over? And at the time, it, it was still in a rough spot. Yeah. Like, it, we yeah. hadn't seen, like, the grass wasn't greener yet. Yeah. And my answer was no. <laughs> I'm happy to help out. I'm happy to serve. But I don't want to be like the but leading. I don't want to be that guy. Because w- what if it never comes out of this? That is and scary, bro. That is scary. Had a good thing going 
at Midtown students still do. You know, we're, we're rocking we're growing, and rolling. Bro. And wasn't, also wasn't ready to give that up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, was it going to have to become like a this or that thing? It, it was how it was proposed at first. Mm-hmm. And essentially said no. Then was hit with the counter offer of what if you did both? Yeah, but we you have so I I love how I I, I believe this is by design, but it, it seems like you were set up to win in the aspect of like with youth, like you speak right, but like you have so like a right hand person that is yeah. she's very involved. Yeah, Darren. Uh, yes, Darren. Darren, if you're listening, we love you. Um she she got brought on to basically be your right hand with that. She's yeah. very involved. Um, and then you you brought on your boy. And yeah. that, like basically worship, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So basically yep. you, you got strong help there. And then YA also seems like you got a good team. I don't, team yeah, around. there was like a, a good whole, team. Yeah, so. And so, yeah, so ask me, do you want to do both? And I straight up said, I can't do that on my own. Mm-hmm. Like we need to bring someone. And through that, we were able to hire Darren to help with students specifically. And so Darren handles all of the day-to-day for students and is so important. And Are you and her co-managing like Michael and Jim? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're more big picture. She's I'm day-to-day. I'm big picture. She's day-to-day. <laughs> and it works great because my strength is vision. Her strength is uh, vision execution. Room so- vision room social. And so I keep us going where we're supposed to go. She helps us figure out how we're going to get there. Yeah. And so. I just plan fun sets, bro. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So it was like, okay. Yeah. And at the time, we were entering into summer when this was taking place. Yeah. And I said, we need to can everything we've got planned for the summer. For YA. For, yeah, for for young adults. And I think it's a good thing that you did that. We need to to drop off the radar. Yeah. And essentially figure our stuff out. So did you propose the the rebrand? We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, said we need to to can everything and figure this out. Because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And so trashed everything that was planned and essentially posted on Instagram, the creek's not meeting tonight. And we didn't meet for four months. <laughs> like we, we, we did not meet. And everyone was asking like, what's going on? What's happening? And it was just crickets. Mm. And Intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. And during that time, was asking the Lord, what is, what is it you want to do? And, you know, we had this struggling ministry that w- was on its last breath. And kind of like what we talked about at the beginning, my, my mind went back to how Battle Creek was birthed. Mm-hmm. What I was birthed out of is this dying church in it all these It has like issues. a history of the Lord blessing something that's been yeah. planted and right. regrown, yeah. Right, and, and essentially took the same philosophy that church leadership at Battle Creek took 20 years ago 
of we're going to kill this, we're going to bury it in the ground, and pray for God to grow something new. And if he does, he does. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And, but we're going to leave that up to him. Yeah. And we're going to do everything we can. We're going to water it. The soil, you know, we're gonna plant it. We're gonna, we're gonna do everything that we can, mm-hmm. everything that we know to do, yeah. to you know, be faithful to what we feel like the Lord's wanting to do. Because the whole time I was feeling like the Lord's wanting to do something, yeah, and that we have yet to see what God can do through Battle Creek Young Adults, yeah, and that's when that's when the name change came, came along. Along of, uh, you know, that when when you are a new creation, everything's new. You're given a new name, and that's good. So that that's what we did. We 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 took that up as scripture of yeah. And I've bro, I've been I've been happy to see that it's it's done. Like for me personally, like it's done significantly better than I anticipated. Like there's been a lot more yeah. in attendance yeah than... no i was shocked mm-hmm. and so the first night we had our launch night and i did everything i needed to do to try and get people there and you know social media got a solid texting team texting everyone i knew getting it in our announcements on sunday mornings videos like everything i knew to do and eventually you know it's four o'clock on tuesday before we launch it. Before we launch. And I had intentionally set that week aside as this isn't going to be a normal service. It's going to be straight vision. Yeah. And then next week we'll start with our normal yeah. service. So we didn't have worship. We didn't have anything. I started second guessing everything. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, should I have done worship? Should, should we do a full message? Yeah. Started scraping my brain. Should I try to throw something together? And just felt the Lord say, trust me. And so I said, okay. And so that night, you know, we hit what I imagined as my one-year goal. On night one. Night one, which was incredible. And, and like, the only answer is, like, praise to God. Yeah. Like, we're he's gonna, doing a new we're, thing. We're going to keep, that's baseline, bro. Yeah. And keep growing. Yeah, that's right. And... And so now all of a sudden we've got, you know, all of these people coming and it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Like God is really stirring something up and doing a new thing and creating a culture. Like, cause culture is contagious. Mm-hmm. And when you get into a place where there is that hunger, and there is that zeal for the Lord. Yeah. When you get, it is contagious. For sure. And people want to be a part of it. And, and people want to go where God is moving. Like, yeah. it, it's, that is the, the, the story of all of time, you know. Yeah. It, it's the, the fire of a thousand years. It's that where God is going, that's where we want to be. Yeah. And anyone who has any kind of discernment and spiritual, uh, you know, uh, sensitivity, sensitivity, that, yeah. it, it is, it's where you want to be. I love this. And I think that's what we're seeing take place. Yeah. Of 
man, like God is just doing a fresh, a fresh thing and a new thing. And it is so, so beautiful. And to see how far he has brought us. Like I, I, I remember just that night, the, the overwhelming feeling was, you know, if God isn't in it, we don't want it. Yeah. And that was, that's the heart. Uh, I think of Moses when, when he's talking with the Lord and, and almost complaining, saying like, come on, let's go. And God says, go ahead. Yeah. And he says, but where would I go without you? Yeah. Like, that, that I will not go until you come. And kind of just letting that be the heart of Battle Creek Young Adults, of we are trying to stay in line and in alignment with, with the Spirit of God. And when he is moving, we will move. When he is still, we will stay still. And that we are not out in front of him, that we're not dragging behind, that we are walking in alignment with his spirit. And that's exactly where you want to be. You you don't want to be out ahead of God. Because then, you know, he says, take an exit, and you missed it already. Yeah. Um, Bro, I have a, I wanted to plug stuff. Because, like, this comes out Friday. So, people listen. We got yeah. we got the cane stuff. Yeah, break break it down for us real quick. What we got? What we got? Yeah. Coming? So this Tuesday. So they they won't hear this yet. But the, this last Tuesday, I yeah. guess, for the listeners. Yeah, this last Tuesday, yeah. Uh, we started a brand new series on revival. Hey, I was there. I was there. I'm yeah, <laughs> it was lit. It was super lit. Speaking and... prophetically. <laughs> And we talked about this earlier, but breaking that down. You want to go to Waffle House after? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I tried to go to Waffle House this last week with some no, people bro, after. Don't cancel me. I don't I don't think I've ever been to Waffle House. All right, we're going. Yeah, Tuesday night. Say less. All-star breakfast. Okay, so bro, I've never been, so I have no All right, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. But starting this series on revival and basing it on the idea of God comes where he's wanted. But, you know, it's not enough to just say God comes where he's wanted because what if you don't want God? Yeah, like my unbelief. Or or even, you know, maybe you wanted him and he didn't show up and now you're mad at him. And and so if this idea of revival comes when there's this hunger and this thirst for God, what would it look like for us to become hungry Mm -hmm. and to have this spiritual thirst? For the Lord and for him to move. And so we're entering into this series. We're going to take a look at some of the revivals of the past and that have taken place. The Osbury one, bro? Uh, We're we're looking at the Asbury one. We're looking at uh, some revivals in Scotland and all of these amazing movements of God and essentially trying to define it. Uh, And that is this series for the next three weeks is leading up to on the 31st. Uh, which is our worship night at Kane's Ballroom. If you're in Tulsa, pull up. It is going to be, I am, 10 out of 10. Like right now, what I feel like the Lord is saying is, I'm about to pour out my spirit like never before. Pour my spirit out. Yeah, like. Nate, start singing something with me, dog, come on. Bro, it's going to be so good. Y'all better be there. Kane's but Ballroom in Tulsa. This this series on revival is intentional of what would it look like for us to have an encounter with God that sparks a revival. 
and intentionally leading it up to this night, this worship night on Halloween, where we're going to sing all the demons away (laughs) and just praise the Lord. And Um, and then we're, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. At YA. Yeah. Wait, so how, so how is this framed? Cause I know like church has their own podcast, but are you starting like a BCY? Yeah, so we'll have a young adults podcast. And you're going to do like a four week. And yeah, it's going to be like a four week uh, series of a live podcast recording for our service that our, um, like our congregation is going to be able to sit in on, but then also have available to them after as a resource of this is what we just talked about. Can I pass out vision room stickers? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't care. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, we've got some really cool stuff coming up, looking into what would it look like for us to do a young adult conference in the spring and it'd be fire. Just, just, and essentially the approach that I, I always want to take is I don't just want to follow what everyone else is doing. Like, I believe that our God is a creative God and that he likes to do new things. Mm -hmm. And so let's not just copy and paste what we've seen work somewhere else. Yeah, Let's be willing and be open to try something new. And I think in a a season of newness, that's a lot easier. Yeah, like Like, we just went through the rebrand. Like we're not, we need to figure out, figure it out. Yeah, like, and that's the beauty of it is that we don't have it all figured out. And we're going to try things and it might work. It might not like it might flop as all get out, but being willing to try a new thing is so important. Like that is how you start to figure out what God's trying to do is going out and doing what you feel like he's leading you to. And, you know, being open to that and, and looking into what does that look like? Yeah. Bro, we can we can do well another two hours of episode, but it's past it's getting past my bed. <laughs> it's getting tired. You can't hang. No, I can't hang, bro. But I, I I'm I'm really excited that you that you came on and um I hope that uh it sparked some inspiration for people that want to get involved in ministry. Cause how old are you? Yeah, I'm twenty one. Bro, you're killing it, bro. Like for real, not just because we're homies, like you're you're killing it. And I'm like I'm with for how long I've been in, I've been around. Like not that I'm like super. I'm 26, mm-hmm. but the way that I function, I'm very picky about um, leadership, and, and and maybe it's a hard thing for me. But I just I can't I can't be all in if I'm not all in on yeah. my leader and stuff. So, like e- even Pastor Alex and and you, like you guys, just bleed this authenticity that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and this uh, genuine passion for following Christ that I'm like, okay, let's freaking get it then. So I'm excited to build with you, bro. I'm excited for, for where our church is going. I'm excited for where these ministries are going. And uh, like you said, like we don't have it all figured out. Also, like you, you're you 21. You're not going to be perfect all the time. But right. um, I think we it's um, good to hear people our age kind of passionate about this stuff. Yeah. And hopefully... Uh, people listening can yeah. can come hang with us on Tuesdays at the Midtown Campus Sundays right. at church too, and we we got some exciting stuff. I'm excited to be part of it. I'm excited to see see where God takes you, and uh, maybe we can run this back when <laughs> plug yeah, conference. Run you know? it back in like a year. See where we're just at. see where we're at, bro. What time? What year? What is it? October. 
October, Sorry. what is it? What Nine? is it, Nate? 8th? October 8th. Yeah, we'll run it back. Yeah. But, uh, bro, give us give us your socials. Give us how we can find you. All the stuff you want people to yeah. support you on. Instagram, Eli.Hamaya. That's H-I-M-A-Y-A. Yeah. Give it a follow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the what's YA one? Yeah, you can just type in BCYA. It's Battle Creek Young Adults. We out there, and then yeah. come come through we'll on Tuesday nights at seven. Battle Creek Church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, love you, bro. Thanks for coming yeah. on, Visionaries. We'll catch you. How how what episode is this? Thirty seven. We're gonna probably end season three on episode forty, so we're almost there. A little, almost little there. short season, little short season. I've been doing sixteen season one, two or sixteen episodes. This one's gonna be eight. For, I just make sure they're I just need to make sure that they were each like super bangers yeah. you know <laughs> yeah but just the season of life I, I think this is the, the pace I have capacity for but y'all thanks for rocking with us uh, thanks for hanging out yeah bro thanks for having me we'll run it back come check on yeah. Eli and I in a year and just see where we're at yeah we'll get it peace